Hey everyone and welcome to the Cricket Corner. I'm your host Sohil Pandya and I've got Aaron with me. Hey Aaron. Hey Sohil. It's the, the date today is the 4th of July. It's been a day or two after the aftermath. It's the aftermath of the Ashes second test and there is a lot we have to get through. I don't think there's anything else I want to talk about. We're going to spend an hour talking about this. Maybe we should talk about West Indies in a little bit. Yeah. But let's get straight into it. Which, if you had a fight between the current Prime Minister of the UK <laughs> versus the Prime Minister of the Aust- <laughs> of Australia, who's going to win? Australia. <laughs> no doubt about it. There you go. Um, by the way, if we sound different, it's because we have invested a lot of money into getting a surgery and we are now sounding really good. So <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but, of course, the biggest thing was that I was right. My prediction of Australia winning... Again. Again. Maybe I should start putting some money in this. 2-0. Oh, my God. That's two in a row. Yeah. Um, Australia won quite comfortably. Um, They played better than England. They bowled, batted, fielded better than England. The only thing England did better than Australia was to complain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's get into it. Was it out or not out for you? Out. <laughs> Just put it like this. Bairstow was out mm. and Duckett Catch was not out. Okay. What do you think? I think Duckett was out and Bairstow was out. Okay, so you think the catch was fair from I Stark. think the catch was fair from Stark. But he put the ball on the floor. He, he, that, but that was way after he took the catch. But still, according to law, I agree. Um, I just think he was actually fully in control of the whole situation. He wasn't looking for support from the ground. No, he wasn't. But I think he made a mistake by you know, grounding it. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. So I think because of that, <laughs> they decided to. Well, there's a whole. There's lots of videos going around. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Bairstow getting out stumped, by the way. It's not run out, it's stump by Carrie. And he actually, if you look at the videos that are out there, a few balls prior to that, he has been keeping an eye at what Bairstow's doing. And people on the side that are saying this is unfair, spirit of the game, they're all talking about, hey, he actually marked the crease and then left. What do you say to that? Look, yeah, it's a bit unfair on Bairstow because he was not trying to take a run or something, you know. Uh, but at the same time, the ball was not dead. And Carey just threw the ball in one motion, you know. He, yeah. he didn't wait for Bairstow to go out or anything, you know. He was not planning it. Um, well, he was planning it in that. Yeah, he, he was planning in the sense he maybe saw Bairstow do a few times, but... What I'm saying is, like, he didn't wait with the ball in his hand. For and then, for exactly. like, for any, even a second, yeah. it was, got the ball, I'm going to throw it, threw the ball, hit the stumps, you're out, the crease, you're out. Yeah, it was a bit unfair because Bester was not going to take a run or anything. It was just, yes. he thought it was the end of the over. But according to the law, it was out. There you have it. I don't care what the prime ministers of any country have said. Aaron said it. 
It's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Listen, I think there are a lot of people on both sides. I think a lot of English people are really upset about this. Um, Especially the MCC members. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we released a podcast last week, Monday, and the day after, there was a big report from the ECC, and I want to cover that, around institutional racism, sexism, and all types of isms in the English cricket game, right? And it just un literally un unraveled the entire county system, the club system, from your youth level all the way up. School system as well. School system to say, hey, listen, there is literally fundamentally, there is racism and sexism at play across the entire range. Doesn't matter what age group it is or it's adults or whatever it is. And this report from the UCC was taken on. Stokesy came out the day after and said, listen, I'm really sorry about what this is showing and I'm trying to improve that. Uh, look at me, I'm a, a, an immigrant born in New Zealand, come to this country, and now I'm captaining England. Fantastic, right? Um, what is your say on that report? Like, are you surprised? No, not at all. Um, I didn't know there was something ongoing like this, you know? Uh, yeah. And, well, but, there was a, the case with Rafiq that happened. Yeah, Russia. yeah. I followed the Rafiq case, but overall, we know, you know, when you see, um, when you play cricket in England, yeah. in at club level, you see so many like people from Asian background, a uh, few people from like West Indian background. Mm -hmm. But when you go to the like professional level, it's, it's down. It's down. Big time. Big time. And even school cricket, you know, if you go like to see private schools, oh, forget about same it. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And s some of the findings are not new. Yeah. Like, you know, um, in terms of pay difference between women and men, professional cricketers. But that you can understand, you know, the, the number of spectators coming for a men's game and a women's game is not the same. Well, it is, it is moving closer yeah, to it, closer yeah, yeah. now, but obviously that's taken a long time to get exactly. to where it is, right? And so. I think you will agree with me, the women's game is getting more and more exciting. Yes. But if you take like 10 years ago, that was not the case. No. There was a big, big difference between the quality of cricket. Well, that's, that's to do with the fact that there has been more investment in the Exactly, game, yeah. Right? So if you invest more, you're going to get see better results. And that has happened. And kudos to England and India and, uh, and Australia, the big three, who have invested a lot more in the women's game so that now we are seeing the result of it. Looking at the 2020s and the test that's going on, the Ashes Women's Series going on, the crowds are incredible. It's, you know, on par with the men's T20 games. Yeah. So it's fantastic to see. Yeah, it's going in the right direction. But at the moment, we can't expect uh, pay no. parity no, between no, no. men's and women's cricket. Um, but going back to the report, a lot of racism and sexism, right? So if you focus on the, 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 the one thing we can't, we can't comment on the sexism, we can definitely comment on the racism side of things. Have you experienced any racism in the game here in the UK or even in, in France when you were playing national cricket there? Um, I haven't experienced any racism case, mm. but um, one or two times when I came to play in England, um, I can see sometimes some white players were... Being picked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or given more opportunity yeah. than, than you. Um, that happened, but saying that, 
it happens everywhere, not only in cricket. You know, yeah. this is a phenomenon. It's, it's you know when people say, "Oh, I'm not racist," and uh, racism doesn't kind of exist to the level that so, the the report said racism exists, right? But it's not like someone is swearing and saying racist things to you. It's more the sly things you do in what you've experienced and what I've experienced is like sometimes someone else gets picked over you because they have been playing at their youth level and they want to give them an opportunity because, hey, they know them or whatever it is, right? And majority of the time, they're probably white people. And in my case, in your case, they were as well. But um, it's, it's like deaf touch of, it's like a little subtle touch of racism. is isn't like full blown. Right? At least uh, we're lucky enough to not have experienced that. There are people who have, and that's really bad. And the one good thing I would say for me and you is we live in London. It's very rare. You're like, some teams have got 11 Asian players <laughs> in them. So, <laughs> um, no, it's all. It's, uh, I feel sometimes it's just a case of, you know, as most of the team management were kind of from a white background, yeah. sometimes, you know, they can identify themselves, you know, with similar people. Agreed. And um, I'm sure if you go to India, discrimination happens there. Yes. We talked about the case of Sarfraz Khan last yeah. last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in India, you know, right? Like with different states, different caste, different religion. You like, add all of those up. It's yeah. a, it's a mess. It's a mess. So. It exists everywhere, um, but the report was not anything surprising for me. But um, let's see, let's see what are the actions yeah. uh, after this. Uh, but just another example of um, school cricket, for example. You will see today m most of the professional players in the UK, they will come from a private school system. Correct. Or state school, as we call it here. But yeah. Yes. yes. That's also because private schools, you know, they have better facilities, more money. Yeah, they uh, have a they have a private coach. They have yeah. a coach specifically for cricket. They have, um, uh, you know, they have a season which surrounds everything around cricket. I went to school here in the UK, and we had a cement net. Yeah. Um, and we played in my entirety of my high school. Maybe I played two matches. Yeah, you see? of cricket. Yeah. In the entire five six years of high school. Versus someone who plays 20 plus matches. With some like ex-professionals as coaches. Yes. With the bowling machines, you know, with, with everything. I mean, we can give an example um, of a uh, school here in, uh, in London. Uh, probably not going to name any names, but yes, you're right. They're ex-county players who are coaches, who uh, coach, you know, south of England or like a, an area of England. And they also then coach these private schools. Yeah. So you're getting an absolutely excellent coach and training. Exactly. So if the public school, you know, they don't promote cricket or maybe they don't have money to invest. No money. Exactly. No money. Yeah. There's Forget no money it. for NHS, so <laughs> <laughs> forget about cricket. You're gonna, what, you want to get a cricket coach? Yeah. Aaron, me and you are going to go and coach <laughs> some schools. But obviously, so this leads to the, the thing around private schools have less of a... Um, uh, you know, Asian or black community who go to the private schools as it is. So then that pyramid from top down is just going to get narrower and narrower, which is why at the top of English game, there are so few 
players from ethnic backgrounds. Yeah, and one other thing I feel as well, um, there was not much money in cricket before. Uh, Thank you, India. <laughs> and uh, so I feel some of the like Asian background people, um, maybe even if they were good at cricket, mm. they were you know going to do you know whether becoming bankers or yeah. lawyers. Yeah, yeah. You know, going to profession where they can make much more money than, than cricket. cricket. But now with IPL and all these franchise leagues. Maybe we'll see a... You don't need to be like the top 1% in order to make good money exactly, anymore. yeah. Right? So... Um, they have more opportunity now, so maybe it will change. Uh, well, we hope so. And, you know, ECC is going to take steps to, to combat that and, and put things in place so that there is more diversity in the type of players that are coming up. Uh, England have some of the, you know, probably the best one-day T20 spinner in Adil Rashid yeah. and, um, you know, Mona Lee, who's a legend of the game and they, they represent the ethnic or at least the Asian community really well and they do a great job of that uh, we just need more people um, surprising note that the Asian community is at least somewhat represented but the black community is just even lower uh, which is just a big surprise and unfortunate right? yeah I think they are more interested in football yeah uh, they, are, they are more like I don't know uh, I feel the their parent generation, like they're probably more uh, they were poor, into cricket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now the new generation they're more into football mm. because you know you don't need like a bat or pad or helmet. Yeah, all these things. No, you just you know need a football and you know kick it. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So um, so yes, it is an expensive sport to start out at as well. You need a cricket kit. Um, you know your pad, your bat, and you the wanna... time as well. It takes like. It can take a day sometimes. More. More. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe uh, with, um, you know, uh, T20s and maybe T10s soon, we will see more and more people um, choosing cricket. Yeah, over, and also with, over other sports. With, with, with the money as well involved yeah. now. So I hope in the coming years, yeah, that we'll see more and more Asian or back background in in, in players the UK. yeah yeah uh, but the reason we are talking about this if we take this back to the mcc and the abuse that uh, usman kawaja got <laughs> uh three members by the way have been suspended from the mcc uh do you want to do you want to talk about what mcc is maybe just like tell people what it is why is it so prestigious uh they think they are cricket well that's not wrong yeah they write the laws <laughs> for some, for people who don't know, the president of MCC is Stephen Fry, uh, who probably played cricket when he was very young, and or he's a great, you know, great personality. But he's a, like a celebrity personality. But he is the president of the MCC. Um, they write the laws of cricket, and um, but they're not happy when you <laughs> when you use them. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they're very unhappy when you use them against England. Exactly. Um, yeah. So there were three people, and there is a, a people. If people are unsure about why there's a lot of people at Lords wearing like this red and yellow tie or a hat or a socks or suit, uh, these are all people who have become members of MCC. And one of the perks of becoming a member of the MCC is that you get to go and watch cricket at Lords for free forever for the rest of your life. Fantastic. It's a great opportunity. 
we know a lot of people who are MCC members. Um, so w one of us had the opportunity to become an MCC member and, uh, you know, threw that away. But it's a great opportunity and it, it's, a, it's a great place to be. But a lot of old people... Um, yeah, different generation. Different generation. Yeah. Thank you. A different generation. But a lot of some of those old people were giving a lot of slack to Usman Khawaja. I don't know if there was anything racist said in that conversation that happened, but Khawaja wasn't happy. Complained. Three members got suspended. Yeah, I don't know if it was only towards Khawaja or the old Australian team. But overall, the atmosphere at Lords was a bit disappointing. Not what you expect from the home of cricket. You know, you expect gentlemanly people clapping or like just not maybe clapping because you're unhappy, but you don't expect them to swear at you and boo at you, especially not inside. Yeah, and almost for the whole match. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't On day five, they were like booing. Pat Cummins, like the all day. Smith got more abuse because he cried, etc., etc. Um, all because there was a legitimate wicket of Besto. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's the problem with uh, the law and the spirit of the game. Like, where do you draw the line? Uh, you draw the line where and it suits England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the MCC member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the, uh, do you think the English cricket team is being hypocritical by complaining about this? Yes, of course. Uh, Baz, he did the same thing to Morelli a couple yeah. of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, Bairstow's done that in the county cricket. Yeah, you know, when it's easy to say after the match, especially when you lose, mm -hmm. that, oh, it, if it was me... I would not have done it. Exactly. But when you're... That comments... Yeah, and you are one nil in the ashes, and almost two nil, and the match the match was in balance as well. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, so it was an easy decision for him. I was thinking if Australia were like winning easily that game. No, no, that was a turning point. That's not an easy no, no, wicket. I, no, no, I, no. I'm saying if Australia was winning easily that game, mm -hmm. and same incident happened, Pat Cummins, you think you would no, have recalled? No. no. I personally think they were winning the game easily at that point. Anyway, there were six, five wickets down anyway. Yeah. Right? They had a ton of runs, to, over 200 runs to get at the point of that wicket. I think that's fine. I think, like, he, I think he handled it really well. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think the Australian cricket team has handled this really well. They're being abused by everyone, uh, sometimes even Indians. I don't know what they're doing getting involved in this. But... Um, you know, everyone is getting involved. Everyone has a say. People who have no clue about cricket are getting involved, talking about the spirit of the game. And Ashwin had something to say, of course. Uh, Ashwin has man-catted someone. Many right? times. So he's, uh, he's right to have an opinion on this, and uh, he probably has the right opinion on this. Uh, but you, you replied to him. What did he say to him? I said to... Yeah, I saw his tweet, which was very interesting. Mm. I just told him, you know, I agree with him. Yeah. And uh, the correct decision was made. And yeah, I don't know why. I think there was too much like media and uh, 
too much attention on it. Do you know, do you know what it is, and you know why this why this is happening right now? Because they lost. Yes, and they're covering up for their loss. Exactly. Yeah. They they have something else, so people can have attention towards this bad thing that the Australians did and t- deflect this off of McCullum and Stokes and the English team because quite frankly they lost again and they lost badly again so let's talk about we I think I think we're both clear cut on this I think it was definitely wicked it was out uh, many uh, people on Twitter have said it's out many there are many examples on the internet where McCullum's done it Bairstow's done it Stokes got four runs in the World Cup final he didn't stand up and say no 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 I'm not going to give you the and Stuart Broad edging oh right to first leg exactly <laughs> <laughs> And now he was giving lessons to the Australians anyway, yeah. So, you know, I think we're both clear. There is a, there is a clear, uh, clear, clear-cut decision. It's the right decision. It was out. Let's move on to the actual fact that England lost, and they lost pretty badly. They're now 2-0 down in a five-test match series of the Ashes against Australia in England. Hasn't happened in 21 years. I think they're going to lose. I've said that before at the start of the series. Uh, it's looking very likely that that's what's going to happen. What... Do you think England did that made them lose the second test match? Because there were points ahead of the game. Look, it was very similar to the first test. They made some like stupid decisions mm. which cost them the game. They had the best conditions to bowl on day one. Agreed. They had the best condition to bat on day two. Agreed. They had the best conditions to bowl the second innings for, for like a couple of hours. As well. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were 180 for one. And then 2.24.4, Nathan Lyon was gone. I can't believe this. And There's... somehow, they managed to be all out for like three, what, three? So 3.25 in three the first innings yeah. and three, yeah, 3.25 uh, in the first innings. That's, that's for me, it's where they lost the match. Yeah. By giving Australia a lead of like 90 runs. So shall we, shall we like deep dive day by day and, and talk about what exactly happened. Australia lost the toss, were put into bat in, like you said, heavy favoured to England conditions, and they pummeled the first innings. They, they scored uh, 416 runs, a uh, lot of runs uh, in a lot of overs. They, they, they made England bold again, 100 overs. And if you look back to my last com- like comments from my last podcast, we, we talked about how the English are going to be worn down by the Australians. And it looks like that's happened again. England have bowled more overs this test match, which means they're going to be more tired. So, yeah. The Aussies um, scored a lot of runs. Stephen uh, Smith. They, they scored pretty quick as well. Yeah. 100 overs, 416. Solid. Yeah. Solid run rate. Four point something. Yeah. And on that pitch, which was quite green. Yeah. On day one. On day one. And it was like cloudy. Yeah. They had the lights on. For some parts, yeah, yeah, towards the end, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of friends. And England made the same mistake that India made in the WTC final. They didn't bowl full enough. No, too short. Too short, yeah. Too short at 78 miles an hour. Yeah, that's another point. As they were not as quick as the Australian bowlers, yeah. the Aussie batsmen, they had time to adjust. They were playing quite mm, late. They were, they were. And then, you know, when they were... S- Settled. They just went for the bad balls. Everyone has made comments about the speed of the English cricket yeah. team's bowling. It's, uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Sometimes, you know, uh, when you win the toss and bowl 
on a perfect bowling conditions. When you don't take a wickets for the, I don't know, for the 10 or 15 overs. You put pressure. Exactly. Yeah, 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 you do. And, and then, that's what's happened. And then they try to, you know, uh, manufacture a ball to get a wicket and it goes for four. Yeah. Um, who was the standout? We know the standout batsman. It was Stephen Smith scoring a century. Fantastic. Again. Uh, who was the standout bowler for you? Um, on England's side, Tong was quite impressive. Mm. He was the quickest. Is that the only reason he was impressive? No. Uh, it was his first Ashes test. Yeah. And, um, you know, it looked like he was, you know, no pressure. He just bowled as he did against Ireland. Mm-hmm. And for a young guy, you know, to come on a big occasion. I mean, he got tonked for a few runs in the first two overs. Yeah, he went for like 16 or something. Yeah. yeah. So he was already under the, you know, the cost for, for letting... It looked like Aussies were trying to target him yeah. to score runs, which is what they were doing. And uh, he got the wicket of Warner, which yeah. kind of kick-started everything for England. Um, I agree. He was, what, 85, 86 on average, which is about five or six miles an hour quicker than the other three bowlers England have, who on average were 78 to 80. Yeah. Uh, just it's not good enough. Anderson bowled quite well, but uh, he didn't manage to get any edges. No. And uh, the rest of them, you know, were not effective at all. Not in the first innings, no. 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 So, so, yeah, it was, it was a bit disappointing on the, like, Kevin Peterson came out and said, shambolic bowling from England. Um, rightly so. Yeah, if you score like 416 on that pitch. Fucking hell. That's a lot of runs. That's, it, it, it was a lot of runs. And they came out the next day and took the remaining wickets for under 70 runs. Uh, so they were clearly given the, you know, something under the bum to be like, let's quickly get them out. Because otherwise they're going to put on 500, 600 runs and we're going to be, forget about the game. Um, the English came into bat, um, started attacking. Fantastic. And the Aussies deployed the uh, short ball tactic. What do you think about that? The pitch completely changed when England came to bat. It was like so flat. (laughs) And uh, the English batsmen, they were just smashing it. Mm -hmm. And they were, what, 180 for one or something? Yeah, 188 for one. Yeah, so there was nothing on the pitch. There was no bounce, no pace, no Line was out by then. Yeah. Yeah, so they were just bowling there. Yeah, so they had to go for the short pitch tactic. Yeah. Which worked. They took like three wickets. Mm-hmm. Um, even Root, he was dropped he once. Can't be, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he was caught, but it was a no ball. And then, oh yeah. And then he was caught again oh, with the, the shot. It's ball. a winner, by the way, in this game is the no balls. The amount of no balls, Cameron Green. I cannot believe that person is. If I was the captain of Australian team, I'd be like, listen, can you just sort that out? Why? Why is it? It's, it's, and it's always the secondary bowler, right? Because Stokes did this, does the same, right? He has no balls. Is it because you don't get enough practice to bowl or don't have your, you know, your marked on where you're going to run from and you're doing it after? Because he, he's used to bowl in Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> no no balls in Mumbai? No no balls in Mumbai. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's a big move for him. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's unfortunately a lot of no balls, which meant that um, Root, who was out once, had to be out again before. I think it's just because of IPL, he didn't have enough overs. Under the belt. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
But yeah. they, they deployed the short ball tactic and it worked well. I thought England sometimes, and there was a lot of comments about, oh, basketball, what is going on? They're hitting every ball. Sometimes you've got to let them, like, tire them out. I think the tactic worked for England. Like, they were trying to attack them and score runs. So I think Duckett was unlucky in getting out in the first innings at 98. So the short ball tactic worked for England and also for Australia. Yeah. For both of them. Um, you also played. The problem with the short ball for a batsman, it's the instinctive shot. Yeah. And you can't like just leave everything. No, no, no. At no. some point... You've got to... You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You will go for it, you know. Yeah. So that's the... There's only, there's only a certain type of short, short ball that you probably want to leave anyway, right? And the better batsmen have to hit the ball that is about to hit your um, throat or your ribs, right? Like better batsmen hit that shot and the not so better batsmen like Broad, and if you go back and watch the test match, they try and defend it and try and, you know, oh, th that's when you get that fantastic shot of a, a batsman just jumping up in the air <laughs> and trying to block it when it's just like, oh shit, what's going on? So yes, I agree. You have to take it on at some point. Um, and that's what both the teams did. They both then eventually took it on. And one of the reasons, by the way, that people take the short, or at least the, both the teams, even though people were unhappy, they took the short ball on, is because of the wicket. Yeah. Flat wicket, easy, you know, consistent bounce, you know what it's going to do. Um, the only difference is that Australia were bowling at 85 to 89, and England were bowling at 75 to 85. And yeah, the time still, difference uh, is big. But still, some of the Aussie batsmen, they got out... Smith. ...for a short ball as well in the second yes. innings, yes. mainly, you know. So, um, yeah, it worked, but, you know, it's, it's uh, for a bowler, it takes a lot of energy to bowl. Uh, forget about it. And they bowled, especially the England bowlers, they bowled a lot of short balls. They did. And <laughs> they are starting another test in two days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, the fitness of the... Australian and also the England bowler, but Nathan Lyon's injury was a big, big. It's a big blow to Australia, for England, right? It's a big blow for Australia for the rest of the series, and um, unfortunately, he's done his calf in. He came into bat. Can you believe that? What would you do if you were, if you were injured it that much? Would you go in to face a ninety mile an hour bowler <laughs> or sorry eighty? You know, I would have been in the hospital. <laughs> Can you please look at this? It's hurting a lot. Uh, what a legend to come out and score a few runs. Yeah, they put on 15 with yeah. the Stark. Mm -hmm. And those are important runs, yeah. though, especially yeah. on a, in, a, in a chase. So um, they didn't but, need them in the end. No. They didn't. They really didn't need those runs in the end. What, they lost by 40 runs? runs, but you never know. You That's never true. Know. But what do you think um, for like an injury like, like this? Why they don't allow uh, replacement? They should. They should, right? They really should. Yeah. I think um, IPL is ahead of its time on this, by the way, um, in that, you know, the subs they have, the super subs they have, though someone the can bat impact and player. impact player can come in and um, can take over the bowling or the batting. And a lot of the IPL teams have uh, taken advantage of that. Um, uh, this is not an impact player replacement. This is just a substitute player replacement. And there is a rule in place where if you are 
injured uh, or if you have a concussion based injury you can be replaced in the game and then the other person can bat and bowl and do a wicket keep or whatever it is that they want to do unfortunately um that doesn't apply to an injury that happens to the remaining part of your body which is ridiculous yeah uh, especially in a five-day test match change it. that's the law they should change not the <laughs> no they they want to keep to the spirit of the game and not look <laughs> at the actual issues that have you know ag- agreed i think um they really should bring something in because this wasn't a a twist of the ankle he'd done his he was gone he was gone he was gone and and i'm surprised he came out um, there were some comments made that, oh, he wanted to get injury in his head so that he could get a replacement, which then blew up as well. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And yeah, KP said like, oh, he wants to get hit in the head so that he can, they can get a concussion sub. And then Leon, uh, Lion, Leon, Lion came out um, the, the next day and said, one of my friends has got, died because of this, so I'm never going to do that. And I think the comment was taken not well uh, but uh, it was all cleared up in the end Ponting came out the next day and said listen there's been mistaken there's not there's nothing no malice to the comment but yes going back to the point there should be substitutes if there's an injury of any kind just take it yeah exactly especially um, if he's not able to play the rest of the match you can see it it's visible it's a visible injury right like maybe have like your you know like how they have the umpires they should have like a middleman physio who who will look at you and and then assess you so it's not your team physio who might fake it right so have someone who's neutral and say Yeah. yeah this is an injury you can have a substitute so if there's something that should come out of this game is that england played really badly and the mct needs to change the laws uh the right ones <laughs> so um that's 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 something else that happened um what else uh what else happened towards the end of the day we can't not talk about stokes yeah what a fantastic knock it wasn't looking like that until bearstow got out though yeah he went on to a beast mode just smashing everything on the leg side like for sixes but some of the tactic from the australian was bizarre yeah they left the fielders outside for the last two balls they bowl the same line and length. You know, they haven't tried. They, they didn't try anything special. You know, they haven't. No. Just they, short, 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 yeah, short, 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 middle leg. Yeah, uh, which was in very easy for him. You know, it was in his arc. He was hitting. He was them. going for it. I, I mean, the, as strong as he is, if you hit them even at the edge of the bat, it's going to go over the Lord's boundary, and was, it did. Th- there was no slow balls or. There was one. Angle. There was one. I remember. I vividly remember just one slow ball, and I was like, "Wow, they're changing the tactics up." Um, but at some point, you know, I knew that while he was in the mood, mm. I felt like the lunch came at the wrong time for England. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Um, I guess he was in the hitting mood, yeah, like you're saying, right? So what would you... Uh, England can't really not have the lunch. It's not up to England no, to no, take no, the no. lunch. But it was at the wrong time because they needed like, I don't know, 170 or 182 and at that point, in like in 10 overs, you know, he smashed... 70 runs. 70 runs or 80 <laughs> runs. And then the, um, they needed about, about 100 or 120 or something yeah. like this. Yeah. Imagine another 10 over in the same mood and the game was gone. Gone. Finished. If, because at that point, they had like four wickets. And if they had, I don't know, 50 or 60 to chase with four wickets, then it was a big advantage for Australia. So uh, the lunch came at the wrong time. It gave the Australians, you know, to go back and also, you know, assess the situation, come mm. with another plan. Yeah. 
and then unfortunately I he couldn't finish the game but nine sixers wow in a, in, a te- in a test match nine sixes nine fours a strike rate of 72 if you just look at probably the last hundred balls strike rate was way above that oh for sure um and what a knock uh, what a player um but the the funniest thing about ben stokes uh, as great a player he is he has a really good sense of humor and he um, saw the tweet of a newspaper in Australia who had him with a little baby, what do you call it, the thing in your mouth, right? And saying, um, like a, you know, like a milk bottle uh, and a little baby with a Photoshop face of Ben Stokes and said, oh, look at these people crying. With a new ball. With a new ball. <laughs> and Ben Stokes re- re- retweeted that and uh, said, uh, this is wrong because I've never bowled with a new ball. <laughs> Uh, fantastic what a what a legend a great great player um who i disagree with in that he would have changed his opinion he probably would have taken the wicket um i think the real winner in that english team is um stuart broad (laughs) um his acting skills are amazing incredible yeah he has another career after yeah i think he will be probably the best uh you know one of these um old ex-cricketers who becomes a commentator he's gonna be fantastic he's gonna have his own podcast for sure yeah yeah um so he what do you think about his tactic he was like after every show he put on a fantastic show right i think um what what was he doing i think he he like you know being the the center of attention Mm. he was speaking to the aussie players and you know tried to like get some emotion from them right exactly i don't know um i i also feel he he does that because he he brings the best of him he does that in the bowling as well he tries to get the crowd riled up agreed yeah and he batted well in this innings compared to the you know yeah he stayed there he stayed stayed much longer much longer yeah so um yeah he just stood broad i think now people know what to expect from him so they kind of ignore him. No, that's what the Aussies did. Yeah. Ignored him. Um, but yes, he was being a bit of a fool towards the end of that game. And um, yeah, I think, unfortunately, the the test match was kind of overshadowed by this situation that happened. Uh, but when you look back and when, when, when time goes by next week, when the third test match is over, people will realize that actually the problem was England. What is one thing England need to change for the next test match? They just need to change their attitude. You know, that buzz, that buzz ball mentality mm. where you go like aggressive all the time. Sometimes you just need to assess the situation and play accordingly, you know. They lost 46 runs. They, no, sorry. They lost seven wickets for 46 runs yeah. in the first innings and gave Australia a 90 runs lead. Yeah, and that was a difference. If I thought by the way they were batting in the first innings when they were like two hundred twenty for three or four, mm-hmm. I thought they will match Australia's first innings four hundred odd. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. Or come very close to it, you know. Yeah, but there was a. It just fell down. Yeah. They just fell down. Imagine if they gave Australia, I don't know, uh, ten or twenty runs lead, mm-hmm. and in the second innings it was what uh, equal close to. Yeah, like okay. almost. 300 or 290 to chase, you know? 
Yeah. And that makes a big difference. Well, they would have chased it because yeah. they scored 330 runs. So they would have easily chased if they had gotten the same amount of runs in the first so innings. So that's the problem. When I see like a guy like Harry Brook getting out in the first innings, like with... What a weird shot that was. Look, you don't have to hit every ball. It's, it wasn't like one of those bouncers that was attacking your body. He got out hitting a shot. Really weird. And he's, he's so talented, he doesn't need to, like, as you said, hit no. every ball to the boundaries. No, 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 no. So, yeah, I think... So, attitude. Attitude, yeah. That's what I feel they mm. need to, like... Is that, is that all? Is that the only thing they need to change? They need to change the attitude. That's uh-huh. the main thing for me, because yeah. if you see overall, yeah. they did okay in the first and second test, even with this bowling attack, with this team. Yeah. They, they managed to be in the front in some aspect of the game. Yeah. So um, Competitive. It isn't one-sided. No, it was not one-sided. Not at all. They, they had a chance, even in the second test, when Stokes was in. Yeah. They still had a chance. Agreed. So, um, yeah, they could have been 2-0 for England. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they played more intelligently in the first test and in this one... It could have been 2 yeah, for England. So, um, yeah, that's... But when I see, like, some of the players speaking in the media and even, you know, in the post-match presentation and all these things, yeah, I feel they're a bit arrogant. The English uh, players? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I feel they're a bit arrogant and um, they need uh, this kind of loss... To, you know, to... To realise. To realise yeah. test cricket is not like... Walk in the park. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I I don't know if that's fair because some of the players have played test cricket for England for a very long time. Stuart Broad, Anderson, Root, Stokes have all been... Bairstow, to a certain extent, in and out, have been there for a long time. So, uh, yes, I, I, I can see how the attitude needs to change. Um... But the biggest thing that needs to change is a bowling attack. <laughs> Honestly. Do, do you think this is the last test series for... Um, Anderson. Anderson. They've got to, they've got to let him go. I feel, um, I feel he's going to retire. I think he has to retire. Right? I think he probably wanted to retire after winning the Ashes one more time. He's probably going to retire losing the Ashes in England after 21 years. Yeah, right. after 2-0 now, it's... It, forget about it's it. It's almost impossible to um, come back. The last time a team came back from 2-0 uh, to win a five-match test series was when Don Bradman was playing cricket for Australia. Uh, so forget about it. Um, there have been comments that Stuart Broad's, again, comically making, saying that the wickets are going to be, um, you know, a result, uh, the result-based pitches. And people are saying, so the first two test matches weren't result-based, <laughs> um, having just lost two of them. Uh, I think they, yes, Anderson, unfortunately, is just not it. We, we said uh, in our previous podcast, this new way of playing cricket by England is good. Yeah. They, they won so many matches in the last year. But we also said that if they lose in the Ashes with that mentality and with that, you know, buzz. Buzzball. Buzzball. Philosophy, yeah. It's going to put a lot of pressure on England because if you, like, do this and lose against 
New Zealand or Pakistan, Pakistan or yeah. India. No one cares. Mm. But this is the ashes. And you saw the emotions. The uh, commentators were like, this is the ashes. You're not going to, you know, flip around and just go to an interview and be like, yeah, this is what it is. And like, just, you've got to be serious. You saw the MCC members. Oh, my God. How involved were they and the public as well. So yeah. this is the ashes. So whenever they're going to do these kind of mistakes, like, you know, the batting collapse, mm -hmm. and the, the shots they played, it's going to put more and more pressure on them. Yeah. And then the media will get involved. They'll be like, you know, people questioning baseball. So people are already questioning baseball. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people questioning baseball. I think some of it is valid, like you're saying. I don't think me and you don't like baseball. We both really like the approach they're taking. It's the approach that India took when Kohli was captain. It's the attacking mentality when you're playing test cricket always wanting to win uh, that is the result that you want to have not a draw um, but you've got to have some sense of test cricket in there right that's the only thing that I personally don't think yeah, is there. exactly yeah and no, I agree with you let's see what they do in the third test who's gonna who's gonna replace uh, I, I think they should get rid of Ollie Robinson still abroad and James Anderson <laughs> <laughs> they need to find three bowlers who are 90 plus uh, to help uh, Josh Tung so Mark Woods has to come in he will come in. He has to come I feel he will come in for Anderson. Yeah. I can't see Anderson play three, three in tests a in a row. No. He might get a final hurrah at the Oval in the fifth test match. You know, get one last goodbye. They're probably he will four get, nil. He will, he will get one last test for sure. Okay. For all he did for England. For, for Yeah, yeah. Come make us lose 5-0 yeah. in whitewash in England. <laughs> Pope is injured. Pope, unfortunately, did his shoulder, the other shoulder, and he's going to have a surgery. Um, so he's going to be out. So that's unfortunate. Uh, who's taking over? They have a Dan Lawrence in the squad. Yes, and they're not bringing anyone else in. So no. Dan Lawrence is going to be the one who's going to come in yeah. at number three. People are saying Ben Stoke should be in there and playing number three. Uh, they've wanted, Some people want him to play at number three. I don't know why. but um, And Moinali will come in? Four. In the place of a seamer. Oh, so you're taking two seamers out. You're taking Anderson out for Wood. Mm, look. Headingly, Headingly, it's going to be pretty... Well, I've looked at the pitch. It's pretty green. <laughs> it's again, it's again, very yeah. green. It's very green. Uh, and uh, it's the cloud. But again, this is now the typical summer weather. There's going to be a little bit of cloud and rain again. Um, so I don't know if they're going to go for uh, Moin Ali. Yeah, I, was, by the way, I was surprised when they took him out for a seamer. But he was injured. You know, he had a finger injury. So that's why... Um, and they didn't want to pick the right hand? Yeah, you're right. He can bat. He can bat more, more than most. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they went for four seamers looking at the wicket and looking at the wicket at Lords, which yeah. was quite green. So maybe they will do the same thing at Leeds. Yeah. Four um, seamers and uh, Joe Root. And Lawrence can ball as well. Lawrence can ball. That's true. Um, and Aussies uh, unfortunately don't have a uh, line. So that's a bad, bad uh, situation for Australia to be in. What You know what? In, in, in Indian culture, you'd probably think someone has cursed him because he's been playing for 100 test matches and someone's giving him like a black eye, like, you know, like a look to be like, ooh, you played 100 test matches. <laughs> Boom. Gone. 
you know, injury, he's going to be out of the ashes. Todd Murphy is going to take this place. Um, he this has. guy is, 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 a, is a really, really good spinner. He's taken Kohli, well, every... <laughs> I watched him play against India in India. And uh-huh. this guy is, 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 a, is a good bowler. He's a very good replacement for Lyon. Yeah. He's very similar to Swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, just bowling his spins. Lots of rounds. angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Exciting. I'm excited to see him in a test match in England. I think yeah. that's going to be pretty good. Um, obviously, Australia have heavily relied on um, Nathan Lyon. I think he's probably going to retire as well at some point soon. Um, and he probably makes sense for this this guy to come in and, and take his place. Um, so, yeah, that's that's another replacement that's going to happen in the next test match. Uh, let, shall we talk about the the result of the next test match? I'm 2 nil up here. I've, I've gone with <laughs> Australia twice and have been correct. And it hurts me to say it, but, um, you know, uh, you just have to have a little bit of cricketing knowledge to know that that was going to happen. Uh, you just need to brush up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't see England coming back now in this third test. You know, all the Aussies have the momentum. They won the first match without Smith and Mana scoring. They won the second test without Lyon playing a part in the match. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Are you saying that Australia going to win the third test match? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite. <laughs> I'm going to go with England winning the third test match because they are so angry, so angry with Australia that there's going to be so many weird rulings and, uh, you know, the... The what is it the um, the state of uh, what what is it the, the 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 state of cricket what is it the play spirit of spirit cricket. of cricket there we go there's going to be so many of those situations I think England are really angry Markwood is going to come in and ball ninety miles an hour and he's going to absolutely destroy Australia look if I'm sure they will have the fire yeah. they want to prove a point but if they continue playing the way they did in the first test and the second test where I didn't see any adjustment they just went the same way the same way all the time mm. if they do the same thing the third test they will lose okay so um so it depends if they are still going to keep the same you know uh style and same aggression or they're going to play a bit more um intelligently you know proactive thinking and uh they they, they gave uh, both test matches to australia almost so yeah uh, yeah it will depend on how they approach this match, but looking... Looking unlikely for you. Yeah, looking unlikely. The Aussies are in a good form. Without, you know... I, do you think they played the best cricket yet? Who? Australia? No. No. They have a lot in tank. And, and I, don't think, I don't think the batsmen, because the batsmen can have off days... And generally, as a group of batsmen, the Aussie batsmen are very, very good unit. If one doesn't come off, someone else will. Yeah. I guarantee you Warner's going to score 100 in the next three matches. He looks absolutely on form. He's ready to score 170 balls. He's going to do it, right? So I don't think we have seen the best of the Australian bowling. 
I think that's where we're, we're really, like at the moment, do you remember you, you mentioned to me the old England would be 100 for seven? Yeah. You know, <laughs> fortunately, this England is 200 for seven because of the basketball philosophy, because their scoring runs quicker, which is great, right? Um, they still had a collapse this, uh, this test match, but we haven't seen the best of the Australian bowling yet. If Australia win the toss and bowl on a green pitch, <laughs> you will see that 100 for 7. For sure. yeah. Agreed. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, the Aussies just have, I think, another level. And I think England are playing at probably their, their, their topmost level at the moment. I think they're, they're, it doesn't look like it. I think from what I can see, they're, they're at least outwardly making it look like it's everything is relaxed and they're like this is just a philosophy but i think people are pl- trying really hard to play this philosophy like people are fighting to actually play this way and which is why there's like sometimes it doesn't work out or like things aren't in place or people are giving away their wickets or bowlers are not really bowling well um there there needs to be an overhaul of the english cricket bowling team like just need if they want to play aggressive you need aggressive bowlers yeah so that will happen in the future. Um, by the way, um, McCullum isn't going to go anywhere if England lose, uh, you know, even if they lose 5-0. Uh, he's going to stay there. It's just going to be a tremendous pressure. Um, but they'll deal with it. I think this is probably the right approach for test cricket. The difficulty is you need the right players for this approach. Yeah. And Australia playing like fantastic test cricket. They're playing the like the textbook way of playing text cricket, a text test cricket, right? They're they're taking their time, getting in, scoring runs, making England bowl so many overs and so many so many overs. So I think England are probably already mentally and physically more tired than the Aussies. In any case, if they lose the Ashes and then they win the World Cup, everyone will forget. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I think uh, the the World Cup is is coming. Shall we shall we shall we do a quick wrap up on the Ashes and we want to a couple of other things yeah. before we close. Yeah, the yeah. Podcast. So the test three nil, two one. Two one. You said two. I'm yeah? saying two one. You're I'm saying, saying three nil. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that next week uh, and then we'll see who's right. Uh, looking forward to it. the match starts in two days time in Headingley. The weather's good. Let's see what England produce. Moving on. We have some breaking news that uh, Scotland are going to the World Cup. Not yet, but uh, almost. Uh, almost? Yeah, they won against Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe today. Yeah. So Zimbabwe are gone. Yeah. And uh, Scotland have one match remaining against Netherlands. And yeah, really surprised, but they played some really good cricket and uh, they're looking... Solid. Solid, yeah. Solid. Who's the other team that can go up? The only team... Is Netherlands, right? Netherlands, yeah, but they need to win with, like, big margin. Big. Look at the net run rate. Yeah. Like, there's a big net run rate difference between the two, which is why I said oh, Scotland have yeah, got Scotland, through. Yeah, Scotland, yeah. Uh, so th- that's the breaking news. Scotland have done incredibly well in this uh, uh, World Cup qualification tournament that's happened. The other breaking news is that the West Indies have, uh, have gone out. They've gone out... Not qualified for the 50 All World Cup. They were not qualified for the T20, which happened I can't in Australia. That. I can't believe that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and India are touring West Indies. I, why? Why, <laughs> why are we going to play uh, West Indies? So, uh, 
Is but it just a holiday for the Indian team in the hot, sunny weather with nice yeah, beaches? Yeah, so Ishan Kishan, Gil taking selfies at the beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. playing beach volleyball. Uh, no cricket happening, by the way, by the looks of it in, in, in West Indies. They're just going for a holiday. Uh, Kohli has just arrived as well. So. But who knows? Maybe West Indies, you know, will be fired up. And- Brian Lara is part of the coaching team. He's yeah. like, I'm going to join you guys. You're be- you playing so badly, I'm going to help you. It's such an unfortunate situation that they're becoming the heroes of most T20 leagues. The players themselves have become the heroes of most faces of most of the uh, 20 T20 leagues. And T10 as well. And T20, yeah, T10, sorry, yes. And... You know, Chris Gale is going playing baseball in America and just having a fantastic time. Whereas the team itself, the West Indies team itself, has just gotten down to a very terrible international team. They got smashed by Scotland. I can't believe that. Like, absolutely smashed. Like, it was an easy win for Scotland. So, uh, let's see. Uh, what's the future for West Indian cricket? What is the future? What do you think the future for Australia, best, sorry, Australia, West Indies cricket is? It depends on the players. They have, as you said, they still have good players. Yes. It's just um, they need someone who can, you know, um, Darren Sami took over as a coach now. So let's see what he does with this team. But they need to play as a team. You can have 11 brilliant players, but I think that's a day. team. Yeah, no, yeah it's, it's a, a team, team game. Sport. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's but you say challenge. that, you say that, but like I look back at the the, the older West Indian teams and they were never a team either I think they just had better players like think about the like Bravo Gale Pollard these names were big names in T20 cricket or just world cricket and then they weren't like gelling like back when they were playing they're not like gelling team that generation was not very good in ODI they were good in T20 but yeah. 50 over cricket they were not that good well, these guys are also not good yeah, but you have to go back to the Lara generation to Very find a yeah, good yeah. ODI West Indian team, you know. So, um, uh, I, to be honest with you, I don't understand how a team with Pedigree. so much talented players like Puran, yeah, Holder, and so many of these players who are like... Shy Hope, you know, yeah. They all play like in the biggest leagues in the world and still can't beat like teams like Netherlands, Scotland, who don't play, you know, that much cricket, unfortunately. I mean, you, you think about this. Scotland would bite your hand off to play India in a test match. Scotland comprehensively beat West Indies, right? Yeah. They should really be playing one-day matches against India, not uh, West Indies. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But um, yeah, so that's pretty, it's pretty sad. It is, and uh, the big problem for teams like Netherlands and Scotland, they don't play against big teams. No, they so, don't get a chance to, right? Because of their ranking and the, play, the division they're in, they just don't get a chance to play any of them. So that's a, that's a main problem for them, because if they play the big teams, you know, often, they'll become good teams. Yeah. Now what they're playing like against big teams once, or maybe once every two years sometimes. Yeah. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. No. Like, and they're going to play this tournament and then the next match they have is probably going to be against one of the big teams, England yeah. or Australia. And they're like, holy shit, these guys are much quicker, bigger, their bats are bigger, they hit it longer, they're fitter. Can't really do yeah, a big difference. So yeah. Yeah. ICC needs to find a way to 
you know, involve these teams. I think hopefully some of these players will be picked up by the like the T Twenty leagues and get exposure. Like that player, Josh Little. Yeah. For Gujarat Titans in the IPL, who was always like an impact player, came in and bowled overs, good pace, good technical player and like a good mind for bowling T20s, right? So hopefully more uh, players from Scotland and Ireland and other teams uh, get to play in these big, big uh, leagues and get exposure. And then that, they can bring that back to their countries and then kind of take them forward. Uh, another little uh, shout out to Scotland's um, Seoul, uh, the player who uh, is 90 mile an hour bowler, by the way. Scotland have a fantastic bowler in um, in Seoul, Chris Seoul, and he's he bowls he's 90 quick. Fucking quick. He's quick. Wow. Imagine playing that in the Scottish conditions. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so that's what's happening in the ICT. Uh, the World Cup qualifications. Uh, Sri Lanka have already qualified, and. Um, and it's likely that Scotland will qualify with them. The last thing that I want to talk about before we end the show, it's been a pretty long one, uh, is, the, uh, is the World Cup. They've published the uh, fixtures for the World Cup. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, they published the schedule. There's still some discussion ongoing with PCB yeah. about their matches. Yes. So um, what's the biggest match? Biggest match for your, for India is it's always going to be India Pakistan. It's at the uh, uh, the the uh, Narendra Modi Stadium in Ahmedabad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I looked at some sweet uh, tweets and, uh, and hotels sweet. hotels that are going for three thousand rupees thirty pounds are now going for seventy thousand rupees. <laughs> 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 so uh, I'm hosting an Airbnb. Uh, we've got to buy a place in the Amdawad and uh, we'll go in and do that. We should try, we should try and buy some tickets for, for this um, because the fixture list uh, looks fantastic. It looks packed. It's the same format as the World Cup here in England. Uh, everyone plays everyone. That's good. I like it. Yeah. You get it more of a, you know, you, you get to see everyone play everyone and then you get into the semis, which is great. It's going to be a long one again. Starts at the 5th of October and finishes on 19th of November. Yeah, that's why they... You know, that's why the, I think ICC is reluctant to include more teams in the 50-over World Cup. Well, they'd have to go to some group stage situation then, yeah. right? And then it kind of becomes unfair or I don't know. I like this format. I really like this format. You're getting the best teams um, plus Scotland. Uh, and it's going to be a great show. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I would recommend everyone to go and look at the logo for the World Cup uh, that they have come up with. It is um, basically India, uh, the board, the cricket, Indian, Indian cricket board uh, have decided to not spend any money on it. Just told the designer, hey, look at the World Cup 2019 logo. <laughs> Change it a little bit. That's what they've done. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it's really funny. Have you had a chance to look at it? No. So let me show you. This is the logo for uh, the World Cup. Uh, and for those of you who are listening, I recommend you type in 2019 World Cup logo and then look at the 2023 uh, World Cup logo. And they look identical except for some triangles that have been put in by the Indian uh, cricket board. <laughs> uh, Maybe it was the same guy who did. Yeah, it, it probably. Yeah. Uh, probably the Indian guy they hired. 
and it's like listen, listen I just don't want to spend a lot of time on it it's too much <laughs> taking up too much of my time I don't want to spend time on cricket anymore so yeah it's really exciting cricket world cup is coming uh, like I've said before never ending cricket is going to be to talk about cricket a lot and um, hopefully we can bring a guest on soon as well. That'd be really good. We can get some opinions apart from ours, Aaron. That'd be really nice. Yeah, that would be good. Can you can you bring someone? Yeah, hopefully we can find someone interesting. I should suck. <laughs> you should get one of the Aussies on. We should try. I'm going to message all of them, DM them, saying, hey, please, please, we want to talk to you. Um, yeah, we'll try and get a guest on board soon. Uh, this is the fourth episode and, and it's going really well. Thank you for all the love. And uh, those of you who are listening to it, we really appreciate it. Uh, this is The Cricket Corner. Uh, I'm your host, Sohil. Aaron, thank you for joining me again. Thank you. And uh, today was all about the ashes and how England lost it. Again. Is it going to be the topic on the next, next, week, next, week? next one as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I think, uh, I think so. But that's us. Uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next one. Thank you. Thank you.